What's going on, family? My name is Adrian, and welcome to another exciting episode of Igniting You Podcast. I'm here with my wife, Chris. What's up? And today we have a very special episode where we'll be diving into the story of us, our courtship, uh, dream wedding, and the incredible journey of our marriage. We hope that by sharing our journey, you will not only get to know us a little bit better, um, but also find valuable insights and inspiration for your own relationships. But before we get started, it's time to take you to church. So, babe, what's our scripture for today? Yeah, yeah, let's go to church. Today's scripture is coming from Matthew 19, verses 4 through 6, and I'm going to be reading from the NIV. Again, that's Matthew 19, 4 through 6. And it says, Haven't you read, he replied, that at the beginning the Creator made them male and female, and said, For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no one separate. Amen, amen. So um, this episode is called Meet the Murrays, and it's called this because um, this is our opportunity and uh, our episode to really have you guys get to meet us for the first time, really. As husband and wife. As husband and wife, absolutely. So we're going to take you all the way, all the way back into the 90s, 90s. Um, now, Is it the 90s? It's in the, it was in the 90s, it was, believe it or not. It was in the 90s, getting into, you know, Y2K or whatever, but it was still kind of in the 90s, okay. kind of, I guess. Anyway, 90s, 2000s, whatever the case may be. So, uh, like we talk, talked about last uh, episode, both of us are from Columbia, South Carolina, and we are proud graduates of W.J. Keenan High School. Shout out to Raiders. all the Raiders in the building. Um, and but we want to kind of, I want to talk to you guys about, first of all, I'll talk to you about the, the story of when I first met my wife. Now, I'm going to preface this by saying it is not the fairy tale that, you know, some of you guys may think it is. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't like, you know, she was just flowing. Her hair was just flowing and, you know, it was like rays of sunshine and, you know, I was just swept off my feet, right? And it wasn't all, you know, I don't think it was the other way around, but, you know, it could have been for her, for her standpoint. Um, but, you know, I met her when I was, a, I was a senior and she was a sophomore, right? And um, both of us were on the baseball field. Now, I don't know, you know, our high school has evolved since the time that we have been there. But back in the day, the softball field and the baseball field were basically connected with really no fence. So, I mean, if you imagine that, that's kind of, you know, it, it makes it sound a little bootleg and maybe it was, but you know what, <laughs> you know what, it was cool for us. It was cool for us. So anyway, you know, I think that was God, you know, not putting a fence between us. I'm going to, I'm going to put it that way. Okay. Right. So one day at practice, you know, I'm, uh, you know, I'm playing outfield, you know, doing my thing in baseball and our softball team that, you know, was playing right but kind of behind us, whatever. And so, um, you know, I look over and I see, you know, some of the, the softball players, some of the girls, and they're just, you know, throwing the ball over the field and, you know, doing whatever and gossiping and all kind of stuff. And I'm looking like, what are y'all doing? Like, y'all supposed to be, you know, kind of, I don't know, practicing? Or... Yeah, we were out there having a good time. It's not like we were very good at, you know, playing softball, but we were good at hanging out and having fun. So so basically what you're telling me is that this was more of a of a social thing than an actual athletic thing. 
I think so. I think. <laughs> we were pretty bad, guys. Think bad news bears. Bad then. news bears, yeah. But the but the female kind, female kind. Now, um, so I'm over there, right? And so I I think to myself, you know, as the 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 gentleman that I am, I say, you know what? You know, let me take a break from what we're doing. I think there was a pause in our practice. I think maybe they were, you know, coach was, um, you know, hanging with the infielders or something. The outfielders kind of were on their own. And I said, you know, let me go over there and kind of teach them a few things, right? So I go over there and I uh, see, you know, these girls and they're throwing the ball around. And I'm like, you know, let me let me try to help them, right? You know, I mean, we weren't the the best baseball team, but at least we won some games. You know, I, I couldn't really say that about them. You know, no offense. But, but so, um, you know, I go over there and we start playing catch and I'm playing catch with this little sophomore girl and she's all like scrawny and kind of athletic. And, you know, I'm like, OK, she has some some, you know, athletic ability, but I don't know how much is there. And I noticed, too, it's like, you know, she's, she's kind of cute, but, you know, I'm a senior, so I'm not really like checking for anybody because I'm about to be out of here. I'm about to graduate. You know, I already, you know, said I'm going to go to Tennessee to go to college. So I'm not really checking for anybody with that. So, you know, but lo and behold, you know, the the little scrawny sophomore that I was throwing the ball to happened to be my wife, Chris. Your future wife. My future, well, future wife, Chris, right? And, um, you know, but I always remember her, you know, because we took the same buses to go into, you know, going to games and things like that. So, you know, I didn't necessarily like talk to her all that much, but you know, I got to go, got to know her from a distance. I would say, right? Now, fast forward a few a uh, few years or so, I go to college, I graduate. You know, Chris, you're you're at USC, um, you know, University of South Carolina, not Southern Cal, just so to game you know, just to be clear. Um, and um, you know, we uh, we we have our own lives, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, one of the things, though, that was really, really popular, you know, in the early 2000s, you know, when when social media kind of started really taking taking off um, was this little little uh, website, you know, that you get to hang out with people, you know, online called MySpace. Shout out to Tom. Tom. Tom is friends with literally everyone in the world. Um, and so, you know, we all, you know, if you're all familiar with MySpace, you know, you know, you have your own page and all that kind of good stuff. And, you know, going to the same schools and all that kind of stuff, you know, we, we have mutual friends. And then so, you know, long story short, you know, I'm single, she's single, you know, we started talking a little bit or whatever. Lead into the you know, leading to that was before, you know, but that's a whole nother story. And, um, you know, lo and behold, we started talking and, you know, we got each other's digits, you know, that's used to say back in the day. Um, got the digits, and um, you know, started talking a little bit, and honestly, it just kind of just took off from there. I remember the first night we talked on the phone, we talked like for almost 12, 13 hours straight. Now that's your that is your version of it. I have no idea we where did. you get that from. There ain't no way I'm on the phone for twelve. Wow, hours. you were you were so tired. I don't know if you had to go that's to work so. the next day, but I remember being super tired. Mm -hmm. And it's like, man, like, we didn't get any sleep because we were just talking last night, and we literally talked every day after mm -hmm. <laughs> since that day. Yeah. We're averaging probably about 12, 13 hours. What on earth do we have to talk about for 12, 13 hours? I don't know. Like, seriously. Like, that's a long we time so much to do anything. It was just so easy. Mm -hmm. And we were just getting to know each other, filling each other out. 
filling in those gaps since the baseball field. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I, I guess it was a lot to, to catch up on. That's true. Um, but, you know, we started talking and then, you know, long story short, you know, I'm up here in Virginia. She's down in South Carolina. And, you know, I'm just like, look, I'm, I'm kind of interested. And so I'm willing to make that trip now. I'm going to let you guys in on a little secret that maybe even my parents may not know. Maybe they do. I don't know. Um, but I used to go down to South Carolina sometimes, you know, unbeknownst to them. Because I'm like, look, you know, I want to visit Chris and we're we're dating at this moment. And, you know, I'm not trying to be hassled and bothered and, and got to go and see all these, you know, family members and all that kind of stuff. No offense, you know, to anybody, but I'm just kind of coming down there for, for you, you know. And so I could, I go down, you know, I, I go straight to USC and I just spend, you know, however long there, honestly, and my parents have no idea I'm even in town. And I try not to go anywhere too much because, you know, Columbia, Columbia ain't really a, a huge place. And, you know, <laughs> and my, my parents are kind of fairly popular. And so well, like we were sneaking around a little. Bit. Well, we were, you know, we were. And it was like those things that but it was worth it though. it was worth it because you know i knew that there was something about you that i really wanted to get to know and i think honestly one of the big things was you know just with our our conversations and and even what i could tell from your profile your page on myspace and other everything um that you really had a heart for god and i thought that was so attractive because you know it wasn't like you know it wasn't like it was something that was out of the ordinary, but then it was, you know, it was like, people say, yeah, you know, you know, I give, you know, I give my life to Christ or, you know, first, first and foremost, giving honor to God who was ahead of my life, you know, kind of the thing. Um, but it was just something like more to that. It was like a, a hunger that you had. And, and I think it was my spirit within me that said, this is what you need to be with. You know, like, this is what you need to connect with. Because it wasn't like I wasn't going to church. You know, I was going to church. I was doing my own thing. You know, I was tithing. I was participating in stuff or whatever. But I didn't have that hunger that you had. And I'm just like, okay, how can I get some of that? You had religion, not relationship. Yeah, I'm basically, yeah. So that's an excellent, excellent way to put it. I had a lot of religion uh, with no relationship. And, again, it was, religion got me in the door and kind of kept me in the door in a sense. But that relationship piece didn't really come until, you know, much, much later. So, um, but that was really the thing that, that you know, drew me to you. And, you know, long story short, you end up graduating. I'm still up here in Virginia. And, you know, we're just trying to make it work. You know, you, you were trying to find a job. Long distance you know? thing just got harder and harder. Yeah. And I remember during my spring break, I made the long trip from Columbia to Richmond. And that wasn't fun because coming back, we got to down. Oh my like, God! What kind of car was was that a Pontiac? Yes. Oh my gosh! I don't make Pontiacs anymore. <laughs> Broke down and ran hot. No, I ain't gonna be able to do this a lot. <laughs> Man, that was a struggle bus. Oh my gosh! But um, but it was it was you know it was something within both of us that we had that connection that you were willing to risk your life to come up to Virginia. <laughs> I think I used to call it the rusty bullet. I think that's what I called it. You know, because that bad boy. Man, that thing was just holding on. But you know what? By the grace of God, you came up here and, you know, and eventually you stayed. You stayed because you ended up finding a job up here and, you know, we, you know, we, we ended up dating. And let me, let me preface all of that by saying that wasn't an easy decision because when I graduated from USC, I was setting myself up to, you know, stay in Columbia. I was trying to find work there and I didn't feel 100% comfortable 
about moving to a whole other state mm-hmm. to live with my boyfriend. Like that was yeah, that never something I saw myself doing. But, you know, the stars kind of aligned. And I remember the initial plan was for me to come up here and have a roommate. Mm-hmm. So at the time, and I just kind of ran out of options. You know, I had secured employment and I was like, okay, okay. Live somewhere. Might as well live with him. And I already had my place. I had a house and all that good stuff. So it was no big deal about you coming and and staying in anyway. So, um, but then, you know, so you come up here and then, you know, our our relationship just gets stronger and stronger and then gets to the point where I'm like, you know, I think this is the one. You know, and it was scary. You know, I think for all of us guys, you know, that's a scary thing to think about. Like, you know, you're proposing, like you're kind of going out there and taking that leap of faith. Because guys, you know, we kind of want to come off as being tough, but you know, that's sensitive. You know, and and, and we want to make sure that when we say it's the one, it's the one. And so, you know, we got engaged. Um, you know, and and everything was great. You know, I was able to buy a ring and. and you you said yes eventually. You know, I don't think you said yes at the beginning, but eventually. It took me maybe five you seconds. You didn't say anything. You just speechless. stared at the ring like, what is this? What is speechless. <laughs> but, um, but, you know, we got engaged and everything. But uh, unfortunately, um, that was uh, just kind of the beginning um, because little did I know, a lot of things would happen from the time that we got engaged to the time that you know, we got married. Um, and so, you know, we got engaged and we were looking for places to, to get married and all that kind of stuff. And then I lose my job. Um, and that was a huge blow because I saved up so much money to, you know, to get married. I mean, we had scoped out places. We thought about getting married on the beach and all that kind of stuff. And then oh, we worked, oh, we worked on getting married on the beach. <laughs> and, um, and, and, you know, when you get fired, you know, from your job, uh, and then all of a sudden now you got to, you know, you got to use all that money you saved up for your wedding and all that planning and stuff. You, you have to use that to survive. That's a big blow. And we didn't know how we were going to get married, but we just knew we were, you know. And let me also add that all of this was happening in 2008. Yes. Which was a horrible time yeah. to lose a job. Yeah. I mean, we talk about, you know, recession. We talk about so many people losing jobs and not being able to find anything and, and it's, everything is just scarce. And, um, and it was tough. It was tough for us, but we never, we never lost faith, you know, because one of the things that we have been doing during that whole time of our courtship and, and engagement is that we got in the word, you know, and I told you guys on our pilot episode, you know, we started doing devotions like every day, you know, and I think that really helped us with our faith you know, seeing and reading all these stories about how God came through for people um, when all, you know, all hope was lost, so to speak. You know, we were plugged into a church that was really affirming a lot of what, you know, we were reading in our devotionals, a lot of what God was saying to us through the Holy Spirit. And that was really important for us too mm-hmm. to have it reaffirmed in multiple ways. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so, you know, when you're in the word, you have these things reaffirming in, in your life and circumstances, you know, but at the same time, other circumstances are trying to get you away from that. So, um, you know, we thought about so many different ways of getting married, whether it be going down to the courthouse, uh, eloping, going to Vegas, you know, going and having a wedding in the backyard, all well, that. That wasn't her. Well, that wasn't her. That was the suggestion. Apparent. Right. 
Because, you know, because they knew our heart, you know, they knew that we wanted to get married. And frankly, I don't think they could see how we were going to, you know, I mean, because it didn't look like it. But our faith was always strong. So I'm going to tell you guys about this story, um, our dream wedding story. OK, so, you know, it's about 2009, um, January or so, give or take January, February 2009. And, um, you know, Chris and I are just upstairs, you know, I don't think we were doing laundry or something. I don't know. We had the radio going, which we never had the radio going, but we had the radio going. And lo and behold, we hear this radio ad for a, you know, a dream wedding contest. And, um, you know, and the funny thing is, as soon as we heard it, I'm like, yo, like, that could be us, you know. And I know everybody, their dreams of winning something, a lottery or whatever, but I really, truly thought, like, that could really be us. And so, you know, we went online and we saw everything we needed to do. We had to write, you know, the story of how we met. We had to write about um, why we were the perfect couple for this wedding. We had to submit pictures, which luckily we had because Chris took her camera literally everywhere. And, you know, we said, you know what? We're going to put ourselves in a position to get this. And we pray and hope that this is what God wants us to do. And so I turned the whole packet in to the radio station. I was actually, you know, I didn't know it at the time, but I was actually the first uh, entry that they had. And um, and so this is a Monday, right? And in the contest, it says that you will receive, if you are a finalist, you're going to receive a call by Saturday of that same week to let you know, hey, you may be, you may win, so come on down because you have to be present to win this contest. So come on down to the museum. That's where they have the whole event and, um, and you know, see if you're going to win. And so it's okay, well, we're going to pray. We've been praying the whole time and, and hoping and praying. And so come Friday, I get this call. And it's the people who are doing the um, the the event, and um, they basically ask me some questions like, "Hey, this is such and such, this and that, um, you know." And if we, if you happen to win, would you be willing or ready to be able to get married in April? And I told them, I was like, "Look, I'm getting, I'm ready to get married today. Like, if if we won, so yes, April is fine with me." And um, I think they asked me a few more questions. I don't know exactly what it was. And then, you know, that was it. And that's Friday. Now. That's Friday. Now, Saturday comes and we're like, OK, we're going to get this call today and it's going to be awesome and great. And, you know, we're waiting and we, we're just, you know, relaxing, you know, 12 o'clock comes, haven't gotten a call yet. No big deal. Maybe they're busy. Maybe they're calling other people. It's fine. Five o'clock comes, you know, 5 p.m. comes, no call. And it's like, oh, OK, well, you know, maybe we'll get it tonight. Right. Eight o'clock comes, nine o'clock comes, 10 o'clock comes, and no call. And you talk about being devastated because we're thinking like, yo, like, we can't even get a call. We can't even be a finalist, right? And, and, and it's hard, you know, because we put a lot into it in terms of our faith and our hope that this would be the thing because, honestly, we didn't know how we were going to, to get married. And, um, you know, and so we... Uh, Honestly, we, we cry. You know, we're upset. Mm -hmm. We cry about it. Um, but you know what we did, though? We 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 mourned. We, we mourned it, that opportunity. But then we woke up Sunday morning and said, you know what? God is still good. We woke up. We have a place to live. We we have everything that we need. And you know what? If this isn't it, then God must have something else in store. And so that's what we did, you know, and we praised God all day and all that good stuff. So fast forward to about, I don't know, 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock, something like that. Three o'clock, four o'clock, five o'clock. Anyway, um, so we I get a call, and it's from the ladies or whatever, 
and they're asking, hey, where are you guys? You know, are you guys here at the museum? And I'm like, why will we be there at the museum? You didn't give us a call on Saturday. And she tells me, well, no, no. When I called you on Friday, that was in lieu of Saturday. Hello, I did not know that. You didn't tell me, hey, this was the call, right? So I'm thinking, like, I'm on the phone. I'm telling Chris, hey, we got to go. We got to go. And she has no idea what I'm talking about. I said, I'm just going to explain it in the car. And so we... You have nothing to wear? Nothing, nothing. I ended up putting on my work clothes from that Friday. <laughs> <laughs> and and we're, just, we're just going. And it's like, you know, just get in the car. Get in the car. I'll, I'll let you know on the way. I'll let you know. And then so we're on the phone kind of like back and forth on the phone with the people. And now they're saying that we're like top three, but we have to be there in order to like if we won. And we're like, we're like literally, you know, going down as fast as we can, you know, getting to downtown because it's about 20-ish or something minutes away. But, you know, we only have 15 minutes left before they're going to draw the name. So we had to get down there pretty quickly. And so we're going and going. And then right before we get there, they, they've called us and let us know, hey, guys, you are the winner, but you have to be here. We're trying to stall. We're trying to do everything we can, but you are the winner. I remember I was on the phone with them at that time because you were too busy running tolls. I do what I had to do. And I'm like, you know, we're almost there. I, don't, I can't tell you how far away we are. But we're almost there. Yeah. And honestly, it was amazing because we, we got to the museum. We pulled up in the front. I was like, look, if this is a towing zone, I don't care because we just want a, we just want a wedding. We we park. We run in. We're like a chicken with our heads cut off. And they're noticing us. And, and they say, come here, come on, come on. You know, and we're going to the thing. And next thing you know, we're on this stage with confetti falling saying, you guys are the 2009 winners of the dream wedding. Looking all kind of crazy and confused <laughs> and not ready for pictures. Just not ready for anything. <laughs> not ready for anything. But you know what, though? You know, if you, you know, how's it go? You know, if you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. So that's kind of how we, we were ready. We were ready on Saturday to, to get there. And, you know, it, it we came unconventionally, but you know what? We got there. And we tell you guys that story because we first of all we love telling it. It's an awesome story for us. But honestly, we want to we want to let you guys know how important that was to our marriage because that really started our faith movement in terms of like that's something to hold on to because little did we know how life would take many 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 turns from there on. So, but that was our that was our time. That's how we met. That's how we, you know, the foundation of our of our courtship and our marriage. And honestly, you know, that's why we're still together now, because of things like that. I mean, we went through so much uh, things and it was, you know, within that dream wedding was such a foundational uh, event for us, you know. And honestly, we had to, we had to we needed that. You know, we needed that to be together because. We had a lot of tough times ahead of us. Yeah, I mean, it came against us for I, sure. I mean, it was already some stuff kind of brewing anyway, we felt, but, you know, we got to the point where our marriage was really tested. I mean, between that time and, and you know, a few years later, we faced thing, everything from foreclosure. We faced eviction. We faced homelessness. We had a near-death experience just in a few things that we went through, right? And these are circumstances, and, and even people honestly try to pull us apart, you know, and our bond really never wavered. And I think we always came back to God wanted us to be together because this was something that only he could orchestrate. 
And he knew that we needed something like this, not only just being married, but having something where we needed faith in order to stay together. And so my question to you all as we come to a close is where is your, what is your foundation of faith? Like what story do you have that you can point to as that particular moment where you knew God had something in store for you? Because I'm willing to bet it's something that you hold on to. It's something that you refer back to all the time. Like just like with us, I don't know where our marriage would be without that story. Do you? I don't. I mean, I just praise God for his word. I praise God for the, the gift of the prophetic and how all of these things just work together to keep us. So more to come. So that leads us to our wrap up. Um, as we come to an end of just a, a wonderful episode, we truly enjoyed sharing our love and marriage story, and we hope that you guys enjoyed it as much as we did. Yes. Now, before we wrap things up, I do want to take a moment to express my gratitude to my amazing husband for sharing his wisdom, insights, and experiences about our story. I love you. I love you, too. I cherish you. I cherish you, too. <laughs> <laughs> I cherish how you show up for me and for Bear. Mm. Just know that I appreciate everything that you do. And I appreciate that you appreciate me. Thank you. You're welcome. Finally, a quick reminder to you guys to subscribe to our podcast if you have not done so already. That way you won't miss any of our upcoming episodes and you'll stay updated with all the latest content. That's all I have. Please close us out, my love. Okay. So it is widely known that the divorce rate for couples in America is not slowing down anytime soon. It's almost 50%, as many people know. And with that being said, many people wonder why even, why even get why even bother getting married, right? If there's only a 50% chance uh, success rate. All I can say is this, why judge your success off of someone else's failure? I mean, if you make decisions in your life based off of whether someone else was successful at it, then we all would never try anything, right? Would it, and would it change your mind if I told you that the divorce rate for committed Christian couples was a lot lower than the average couple? I mean, that's about 32%. Or think about it, think about how many times you've played the lottery. Right. And it's like one in 300 million odds. But does that stop you from playing? No, because you believe that you can beat the odds. You have hope and faith that about above everything else, you're going to be the one to win. So what, one thing that I realized is that God placed us together because he knew we would need each other to get through the most trying time either of us could ever imagine. I mean, People get divorced because someone refuses to put the toilet seat down. And we stayed together through foreclosure and homelessness. I mean, we made the decision before we got engaged that divorce really was not going to be an option for us and that we would work through anything we went through together. But understand this, marriage should be a trifold agreement between you as a couple and God. See, it was God who held on to for we held on to for our strength when we had to sleep in our car in eight degree weather. See, it was God who was there when we didn't have enough money to eat for five days straight. It was God that reminded us that since we, he put us together, it is he that would keep us together. See, every couple will experience pain and hardship through, you know, during their marriage, but it's the ones who trust in each other and God that make it through. Will you trust in him in everything? Will you allow him to make you stronger than you could ever imagine? Let God do his good work in the two of you and see how he uses you. And as I say that, let us close out in prayer. 
Father God, we thank you, Lord God, for this day. We thank you, Lord God, for every and all blessing that you have bestowed upon us. We thank you, Lord God, for all the myriad couples who have decided to stay together. Lord God, we pray, Lord, that you would continue to bless those, Lord God, bless those couples uh, who have allowed you, Lord, to take the lead. Lord God, we know that as, as a married couple, Father God, it's not about my wants, it's not about my wife's wants or anyone else's wants other than you. And we just praise you, Lord God, for bringing us together and keeping us together. Father God, we just pray, Lord, for all those who are considering divorce, Father. We know, Lord God, that divorce is not of you and that's something that you you hate, Lord God. You say in your word that you hate it. And we just pray, Father God, that those people who are, those, those couples who are um, thinking about divorcing, Father God, that they would turn to you, Lord, that they would remind uh, themselves about how you brought them together in the first place. We pray, Father God, that you just continue to bless them, bless their families, Lord God, bless them in everything they do, Lord, to help Lord stay together. Father, we know this world has been trying to tear us down for far too long, and we just pray, Lord, for the strength and the patience to be able to, to endure everything that the world tries to throw at us. Thank you, Lord God, for the trifold that it is that is us. And we pray, Father God, that everyone listening to this podcast will understand how much uh, it is that you have brought us together and how much it is that you are keeping us together. And we pray all this, Lord, in your son Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you all for listening. Until next time, peace. peace.